Time for Dodger Talk. If you ready for the brand new thing, let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. Tim Cates is great. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boy, rolling. It's time for Dodgers baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit Tankless Made Simple. And by Chevrolet. Find new roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk, Tim Cates. Oh, an off night for the boys in blue as they hit the road for a six-game road trip beginning tomorrow in Chicago. A three-game series against the Cubbies and then three games in Pittsburgh next Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Tim Cates with you here for the next hour here on Off Night Dodger Talk on AM570 LA Sports. Thanks for being with us on this Cinco de Mayo. Hope you're celebrating responsibly, however you are celebrating out there. We appreciate you listening. Our phone number, 866-987-2570, Jump on board. You can always tweet at me. At Tim Cates on Twitter, T-I-M-C-A-T-E-S. No underscores, no the reels, no misters, nothing. Just my name, at Tim Cates on Twitter. Lots to get to over the next hour here on Dodger Talk, including at about 745-ish, we'll get you the latest from the minor leagues. I'll get you a farm report. I like to do it when I do Dodger Talk here on AM570 LA Sports, which turns out to be once, twice, three times a month on off nights as the Dodgers travel and David Vasse hits the road as well. I'll give you an update on how the Dodgers' top 10 prospects are doing and other guys who are really opening eyes down in the minor leagues that going into the season may not be recognized as top 10 prospects for the organization, but certainly getting the attention of people around Major League Baseball for what they're doing on the field between the lines this minor league season. So that's coming up at 745. I'll give you the latest on the Dodgers' top minor league prospects and two guys outside the top 10 who are off to blistering starts in the minor leagues. One guy in particular, though, for the Dodgers minor leagues, one top prospect is having a fantastic 10 days. I mean, he is he is really crushing it down in the minor leagues, so much so I don't think he's going to be at the level he's at much longer. He's due for a promotion, and it's a guy we've heard his name. We've seen him. We've heard him in spring training. I'll tell you what he's doing in the minor leagues coming up at 745 when we go down on the farm. But the Dodgers with the win last night in San, against the San Francisco Giants. They get the two-game sweep of the Giants, and they're now 16-7 and seven overall. It was a... It was an impressive win. I'll be honest with you. This is what this Dodgers team is supposed to do, and that's pound teams that they are better than. And the San Francisco Giants right now, a team hit by COVID. A couple of guys, Mikey Shrimsky, came back from the COVID list yesterday. They've got some of the, some other guys who are not with them. Injuries have hit this team. Um, certainly no Buster Posey has affected, I think, this Giants team the biggest because they have Joey Bart catching, and he is not the same offensive threat in the lineup that Buster Posey was for many a years. A good defensive catcher, but not a great hitting catcher for the San Francisco Giants. The Dodgers got to Rodon on Tuesday and got a nice 3-1 to win in a pitcher's duel. Julio Arias on the mound. And last night, Tony Gonsolin outdueled Alex Wood to get the win. A couple of things from last night's game in this series. Again, the Giants were banged up. The Giants the Dodgers are going to see in June when they face them the next time 
is going to be a completely different looking Giants team because hopefully they get healthy and they get back on track and the Dodgers can go head to head against them, you know, uh, uh, both teams at full strength. Well, the Giants aren't at full strength right now and the Dodgers absolutely made them pay last night. They got to Alex Wood the second time around, the batting lineup, and it was the top of the lineup that got it all started. Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Trey Turner. Just like we drew it up, just like we've been talking about for the last seven weeks, this Dodgers team, it all starts with the big three atop the lineup. And last night for the Dodgers offense, it did in that fourth inning. Trey Turner, an RBI single. Will Smith, an RBI single after Freeman got on board of a walk. And Mookie Betts let it off with the single. Then later in the game, Mookie Betts, that home run to right center field, his fourth of the year. And then it was the bottom of the lineup coming through with Gavin Lux, an infield single in the seventh inning. The Dodgers passing that baton. You know, almost batting around the entire lineup there in the seventh inning and putting a four spot up on the scoreboard. This is what this Dodgers team does. They wear you down, they grind you down, and they beat you to a pulp because they are that much better than everybody else. Them losing two or three to the Arizona Diamondbacks on the last road trip, I don't think it's something we we will see too much of the rest of this season. Sure, this team's going to go through some stretches, but to lose to a team like the Arizona Diamondbacks like they did two or three I don't think it happens where the offense gets completely shut down in those two losses. The only win being the complete game shutout by Walker Bueller. This offense is starting to go. If it was an engine on a train, you started to see it move down the track slowly, slowly, just building momentum, getting faster, getting more momentum, getting more power, more steam, and just going to be a force to reckon with as the season continues. Here, here it is, Cinco de Mayo, not even a month into this season. Remember, the season started on April 8th. Not even a month into this season, the Dodgers 16-7 and on this season, 10-2 at Dodger Stadium. And really, you can make a case, aren't even clicking it on cylinders yet because they're not. Max Muncie, hopefully last night, was the start of something special. Justin Turner last night. You can see the frustration on his face and then the relief when he got that single late in the game to right center field, got the first base, looked over at Yonzer Alberto, did the whole handshake, they, they hang loose, the thing they're doing now this season from the dugout, and that sigh of relief that he got a base hit after 0 for his last 17. They've been, they are so strong, and, and, and this is what it goes back to, Dodger fans, and what you have to keep in mind. There's no other team in baseball like the Dodgers, one through nine every single day. And when they're all clicking, they have those big innings where nine, ten guys go to the plate, seven, eight guys go to the plate, and they score three, four, five runs and put up a crooked number against their opponent. But we haven't seen this Dodgers team, one through nine, just absolutely dominate yet. It's been Gavin Lux, Cody Ballinger in spurts, Freddie Freeman, Mr. Consistent, a little bit of Will Smith, who's now very comfortable in that cleanup role. You know, we've seen a little bit from Justin Turner, not much the last 10 days. Maybe he's starting to get things going after that base knock last night. And Max Muncy's still coming back from that injury to his elbow that he suffered on the last day of the regular season last October. He has been slow to get going. But when all nine in the lineup are going, look out. But they don't all have to be going at the same time. That's the beauty of this Dodgers team one through nine, every single day, the lineup card that Dave Roberts fills out. Because the talent is so much better than everybody else that it, three, four, five guys can have games 
And everybody else in the lineup could ha you know, have one for three, 0 for four kind of days. And the three, four guys that are hot that particular day are going to carry the Dodgers. They don't need all nine every day. Last night, Mookie Betts delivered. Max Muncy, a home run. Freddie Freeman drove in a couple of the triple. That was good enough. Another day, it's going to be Gavin Lux like we've seen it early on. Gavin Lux's bat has kept him in the lineup because he's been that good at the bottom of the lineup. There's been games in which it's been Chris Taylor, Gavin Lux, and Cody Bellinger guiding the Dodgers to a win because the top of the lineup didn't produce anything. That's okay. The bottom of the lineup carried him that night. The next night, it's somebody else. The next night, it's a different person. And the game after that, maybe it's the middle of the lineup. Maybe the next game after that, it's the seven, eight, nine hitters that carry this Dodgers team. It's scary to think that we haven't seen this team click completely yet, and they're 16-7, and seven, and they put a nine spot up on the scoreboard last night in a win over the Giants, and you're, not, you're just now seeing Max Muncy maybe turn things around. We're just now seeing Justin Turner heated up here in early May after a sluggish April. It's, it's pretty cool to see how this team has come together over the first six, seven weeks of the season and to see how this team can win and win without a big night from Mookie Betts one night. And then, you know, three, four, five hitters are, are one for nine. But don't worry. There's Bellinger, Lux, and Chris Taylor carrying the torch for the Dodgers in a win. That's just how good and scary this Dodgers team. There's no other team, no other lineup that has that. That depth where... They can, they can have an off night from one, two, maybe three guys in their lineup that are you know considered their best hitters and still win games consistently. It just doesn't happen because they don't have what the Dodgers have, one through nine, every single night. 866-987-2570. Something happened last night in the seventh inning. And I, I, hear, I want you to hear the at-bat from Freddie Freeman because the Dodgers exploded for four runs in the seventh Go on and win 9-1. to one. Gavin Lux, the RBI infield single, got it started. Mookie Betts had a stack fly. Then there was runners on first and third. Freddie Freeman was up to bat against the Giants bullpen. And Freddie Freeman fell into a hole one and two. And Freddie Freeman, I mean, it's a thing of beauty. Dodger fans, I, if you're at the game, you're watching it, even if you're listening to Charlie call it, uh, to watch Freddie Freeman at bat, to see how he could... He can go with the outside pitch, how he can wear down a pitcher and foul off pitches to get to the pitch he wants that pitcher to throw. He'll wait for the fastball. He'll wait for the pitch in the zone. He won't chase. Freddie Freeman last night, behind in the count, runners on. The changeup from the Giants reliever, and what did Freddie Freeman do? Didn't roll over on it as a left-handed hitter and you know hit a three-hopper to short. Didn't try to punch it the other way. He choked up on the bat and just threw his hands out there and the ball line drive down the right field line. Here it is last night. Freeman tonight 0 for 2, a walk and a run scored. And a 1-2. Line drive, base hit to right. And the route is on. Freeman's on his way to second base. Now he's on his way to third base with a triple. And the beat goes on. Dodgers with four in the seventh, lead it seven to one. It was a thing of beauty from Freddie Freeman. The count wasn't in his favor. Choked up on the bat. 
Freddie Freeman with runners on. It's a 5-1 to one game, so it's not a complete blowout yet. Freddie Freeman takes ball one changeup. Ball two, or the pitch, second pitch, he fouls it off. Third pitch, a swinging strike. He was down 1-2. Saw nothing but changeups from Long, the reliever. And on the fourth pitch of the bat, you just heard it, just punches it. Doesn't it wasn't it wasn't you know 103 miles off the bat exit velocity, you know he didn't have 21 degrees launch angle to right center field for a three run bomb. He put it in play, did the best he could with it, and it was a line shot down the right field line into the wall for a two run triple. I mean it's an absolute thing of beauty to watch Freddie Freeman swing the bat. It really is. It was when he was an Atlanta Brave, and we saw it last year in the NLCS firsthand. But to see him hit to all quadrants of the field, to see him have the shift on against him, and not hitting into the shift with the two-hopper that, wow, that was a rocket two-hopper right at the third baseman who's in right center field for the foot out. No, no, no. How many times have we seen Freddie Freeman fastball instead of pulling it Inside out, goes the other way. Nobody's on the left-handed side of the infield because the shift, base hit. Freddie Freeman, line drive to left center field. It's an absolute thing of beauty to watch Freddie Freeman hit. It really is. It, it is a treat to see him every single night out there for the Dodgers. And and for the most part, he's producing every time he's up at the plate. I know last night, the first couple of bats, he didn't. Didn't have anything to show for his at-bats. But then that third time around, what does he get? A two-run triple and busted it wide open for the Dodgers. They score four in the seven. They go on and win it nine to one. Coming up, we'll have a farm report, but interesting comments from Clayton Kershaw. We'll get to them when we come back after the break. Interesting comments from Clayton Kershaw on Sportsnet LA last night. It was fun to hear him during a whole inning with Joe and Oral just chopping it up. He did a little play-by-play. He talked about guys on the bench. He actually was there when they had a challenge from Dave Roberts on an uh, uh, out call at first base, and he took the headphones off, looked over at Bob Garrett, and said, yeah, Bob just said it's a 50-50 call. Well, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but uh, they're going to challenge it anyway. I mean, it was really cool to kind of peel back the curtain and hear behind-the-scenes baseball from Clayton Kershaw during that inning when he was mic'd up, and to hear the candid comments from Clayton Kershaw because this is a guy who is so intense and we see him every five days go out there and compete at the highest level and a guy who, for the most part, has been pretty pretty buttoned up for the first 13 years of his career. He really has loosened up the last year and a half. Maybe winning the World Series has changed him. Maybe getting older and setting these records as he goes along, now the all-time strikeout leader for the Dodgers. I really think it's winning the World Series that kind of loosened him up. And I, it's not a bad thing. He's just an intense guy. But now he is kind of, you know, taking that deep breath and relaxed a little bit when he's not pitching. We see him dancing in the dugout all the time now, something he hasn't done in a few years since Kike Hernandez was around. He had some interesting comments, including his thoughts on the baseball this 2022 season, which has been discussed a lot here on Dodger Talk. We'll hear his comments last night. Your phone calls. I got a couple lines open. 866-987-2570. It's Cinco de Mayo. Well, let's talk some Dodgers baseball. 866-987-2570. Tim Cates, Ronnie Fossey, and you. It's off-night Dodger Talk. You're on your home of the Dodgers. AM570 LA Sports. 
This is Dodger Talk on your home of the world champion Dodgers. Follow us on Instagram at AM570LA Sports for more Dodger content. The home of the Dodgers. AM570LA Sports. Tim Kate's with you here on Off Night Dodger Talk on this Thursday night, the 5th of May, Cinco de Mayo. Hope you're enjoying this Cinco de Mayo and doing it responsibly. Be safe out there. Dodgers in Chicago, they have landed. They will get ready to start a six-game road trip tomorrow, beginning with three against the Chicago Cubs. Keep in mind, the weather is going to play a factor in this series in the Windy City. Rain showers expected overnight, all morning, and into the afternoon tomorrow in the Chicago vicinity. That includes Wrigley Field. And again, I've been updating weather.com every few minutes here and checking, and it's not changing much but there, there seems to be later in the afternoon, 5.30, 6 o'clock, uh, it tapers off and it turns into scattered showers and light rain and then dissipates even more as the night goes on. Tomorrow is scheduled at 1.20 local time first pitch in Chicago, 11.20 our time here in Los Angeles. Now, if they waited around till 6 o'clock, they could make the announcement before the game and push it back and just make it a night game instead of a day game. But then keep in mind, they play Saturday a day game at Wrigley Field be followed by a 4 o'clock game on Sunday for Sunday night baseball. So it'd be a quick turnaround to play Friday night, turn then, then play Saturday afternoon at Wrigley Field. It could be done, or they could play a doubleheader on Saturday. Um, I don't know. I, well, I'll wait and see how the weather kind of moves through in the next 12 to 14 hours there in Chicago. But keep it right here on AM570 LA Sports. We'll have the latest. You can check it out also with updates on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at AM570 LA Sports. Also, have updates as well at Tim Cates and then David Vassay as well on all of his social media platforms. Coming up in about 20 minutes or so, I'm going to get you a farm report, tell you what's happening down on the farm with the Dodgers' top prospects, including one Dodger prospect who is off to a blistering hot start the first five weeks of this season and is off to such a great start. He's not going to be around much longer. He's going to get promoted. I know it in the next few weeks here. All right, let's go out to the phones. I promise you I'll get to your phone calls. We're also going to hear from Clayton Kershaw. What he had to say last night on Sportsnet LA during the game when he was mic'd up with Joe Davis and Oral Hershiser. Some interesting comments you're not going to want to miss. All right, let's go to Juan in Downey. You are first up here on Off Night Dodger Talk with Tim Cates. How you doing, Juan? Hey, buenas tardes, señor. Happy Cinco de Mayo. How you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? Hey, good, good. Hey, you know, you know one thing that I really love about the Dodgers and one thing that Dave Roberts is doing this year is that he's keeping a consistent lineup. You know, his so these guys are like it's something that he hasn't done in the last years. Mm-hmm. But this year, he I mean, a few players are in and out. Yeah, I love that from him. You know, that's one thing that I'm I'm really enjoying. And the one thing that I, I that I'm also loving a lot from my Dodgers is that the facial expressions that the coaches from on the other side of the field mm-hmm. when you they're trying to think of who do we get out of their bullpen because. No matter who we put against these guys, they're hitting us. It's a good point. That's and, a good and that's point. yes. All right, well, and I'm, and the yeah. one thing about it is that we have a few players that are not even hitting right now. You know, right. like Max. You know, and you know, Cody's coming back around, and Justin Turner. Uh, Mookie's back on fire. Mm-hmm. It's just the pressure, and the thing. The funny thing is that it looks like we're just having fun. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, I appreciate it, Juan. Thanks for checking in, man, and kicking things off here 
on off night Dodger talk. Yeah, I mentioned it earlier. You don't need all nine guys to have three for three nights and drive in runs. It's just, first of all, not going to happen. And second off, this Dodgers team is so talented. Look what they've gotten off to now, a 16-7 and start. Mookie Betts the first couple of weeks struggled, struggled offensively. And he even admitted he was trying everything he can to get right. Cody Bellinger got off to the great start, even though he had an awful spring training. Dodgers rode that momentum. Gavin Lux was off to a red-hot start offensively and helping this Dodgers team at the bottom of the lineup, so much so they didn't care if he was throwing the ball around the infield. They had to find a spot in left field for Gavin Lux just to have his bat in the lineup. Max Muncy, slow start, hitting one-something. Last night, a couple of hits, a home run. Maybe he's turning things around. Maybe he's getting over that mental hurdle of the elbow injury that he suffered at the last game of the season, of the regular season last year. Justin Turner, slow April. Maybe last night's base hit late in the game to right center field will spark something for him when they go on this road trip. Chris Taylor, it's been consistent, not great, not bad, but just consistent in that Dodgers lineup. Will Smith, Will Smith, don't look now, is your Dodger cleanup hitter. This was Will Smith hitting 6th, 5th, 7th in the lineup. Now Will Smith hitting cleanup for Dave Roberts in this Dodgers lineup. Look at 1 through 4. And Juan hit it on the head. There's not a lot of moving pieces daily on this on this lineup. Lead off, Mookie Betts. Batting 2nd, Freddie Freeman. Batting 3rd, Trey Turner. Batting cleanup for the last 4 or 5 games, Will Smith. There's your 1 through 4 consistently now for the Dodgers. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. At this point, whoever's got the the hotter bat moves up. Guys who maybe are struggling, we've seen Justin Turner move down in the lineup. He's been a three, four, five guy his entire Dodger career. Batting second sometimes. Justin Turner's now hitting sixth and seventh, figuring it out, and he will. Cody Bellinger, where was he? In the bottom of the lineup. Chris Taylor. You know, the numbers one through four are taken up. Some got, somebody's got to hit fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth. Somebody's got to do it. It's no slap in the face. It just tells you how good this team is. One through four are taken up with, right now, the four best Dodger hitters. Everybody else, figure it out. You know, contribute. Start putting together good at bats. Get hot. You're hitting fifth all of a sudden. You're hitting sixth all of a sudden. I mean, this team is so good. That's I, I cannot overemphasize how good this lineup is one through nine. One through four is already in Sharpie. You don't have to change anything. God willing, nobody gets hurt. One through four, you can lock it in. Righty, lefty, lock it in. Betts, Freeman, Trey Turner, Will Smith. There you go. Let's go to Ricky and Carson. You're next up on Off Night Dodger Talk here on AM570. How you doing, Ricky? Good, Tim. How are you? Doing good. Yeah, man. Um, dude, baseball is just a crazy game, man. And, like, the fact that the Dodgers can, you know, just stay that consistent, well, you know, it's crazy. And I actually had a question for you. Mm-hmm. What do you think about a ghost runner in extra innings? Mm, I have mixed feelings on it, Ricky, and I appreciate it. As a guy who wants to see baseball join every other sport in the 21st century and not – change the sport completely. I don't want to overhaul the sport of baseball. You don't need to change what's been going on for 150 years. Too much. You need to tinker with it a little bit. You need to adapt to the times. It's just the facts. I don't want a game going four hours long. I'm sorry. I don't. It's not good for the sport of baseball. 
So if there's a, a game in the overall a course of 162 games, it's a long season, folks, 162 games with like 20 days off over the course of that, okay? It's not a lot of rest. Traveling city to city. I like the idea of the Ghost Runner for that reason. Prevents the game from going four hours. I mean, for the most part, we see the run score. The guy at second, you know, is pretty much a gimme run, unless you're the Dodgers in San Diego that one time and you got thrown out at third trying to steal on a tag, a tag up from left field. I like it. I like it for the fact that it speeds up the game. I like it for the fact that it, it's 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 there to kind of get the game over with. I don't need a 12, 13, 14, 15-hour game, a five-hour marathon because teams are gotten to the back. I mean, bullpens, for the most part, across baseball aren't very good. Dodgers have the best bullpen, I think, in baseball. For that reason, I don't want to see lingering pitchers out there in the 13th inning. I don't want to see position players pitching in the 16th inning in a game in middle of May. I just don't want to see it. Put the base runner out there. Let's see who can play small ball. Let's see who can adjust. Runner on second base and nobody out. Adjust. How are you going to field the bunt if they bunt the guy over? Do you have the outfielders with arms that can throw a guy out at home on a fly ball? You know, you, you can't shift because you got a runner at second. Can you play a little defense? Can you play a little defense? Can your pitcher throw strikes? Can he get some swing and misses? It gets it, it to me. It makes baseball a little bit more competitive. Then instead of just waiting around for the home run and waiting around and seeing strikeout after strikeout, puts a little pressure on both teams with the runner at second base, extra innings, knowing that you know you're what 180 feet away from either winning the game or taking the lead with a runner at second base. Let's get Mark in Fountain Valley and Mark, you're next up. How you doing, Mark? Doing good. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, go ahead. Um, to, to your point about lineup, I think you could take the Dodgers six, seven, eight, mm-hmm. nine, and make it a top four for another team. Yeah, but but uh, that's to the the thing I want to talk about is a lot of people say, well, now Kershaw set the record for strikeouts. He's the, he's the best. I'm a I'm a Sandy Koufax guy. Mm-hmm. Sandy had nothing to work with. He didn't have a lineup one through nine. True. I went to a game as a kid where Maury Wills walked, stole second, was bunted to third, and sacrificed home. And that was the only scoring in the game, <laughs> the only offense by either team. Wow. Well, baseball was so, a little you know, baseball was a little different. I, I I don't know if the story is true, but the, the story was always about Don Drysdale being in the in the clubhouse uh, getting treatment and People come running in saying, Sandy Kovacs pitched no hitter. And, and he calmly says, did we win? Yeah. That's, that was Sandy. Anyway, That's Sandy out there. Mark, I, I think Sandy. Yeah, appreciate it. Appreciate it. You're breaking up just a little bit, but uh, I hear you. Yeah, certainly. There's not a lot of pitchers in baseball's history that have the lineup the Dodgers have right now. That's what makes it so special. And that's why everybody keeps talking about how deep and how good this team is, one through nine on a daily basis with the lineup that they throw out there with all-stars and future Hall of Famers playing every single day for this Dodgers team. I mentioned it last night in the game against the San Francisco Giants. Clayton Kershaw was on Sportsnet LA, and he was on for a good full inning with Joe Davis and Oral Hershiser. And last night, they asked him about, you know, you're goofing around in the dugout, you're having a good time, you're dancing with Yanzer Alberto out there. 
It seems like you're a little loose. And here's his response. You know, as a starting pitcher, you know, Oral, it's yeah. like you got four days. You can be completely irrelevant or you can uh, try to insert yourself some way to, you know, do something to help, you know. And uh, sometimes when you play every day and you're coming to the field, it's important to kind of have that, um, you know, you got to do something as a starting right. pitcher just to help out with the guys and the morale and the energy and the, the vibes, as people are saying these days. You know, you want good vibes. You want good vibes. And to me, that's a completely different Clayton Kershaw that we saw for the most part of his career. Even on off days, Clayton Kershaw, not a guy that showed a lot of emotion, very professional out there. He seemed loosen up here or there. But this Clayton Kershaw post-World Series, I'm convinced that's what it was. It was the World Series, winning it, getting it off his shoulder, and the pressures of being that guy who was the greatest pitcher of his generation, never, never to have won a World Series ring. Well, he's got that World Series ring now in 2020. He's the all-time Dodger strikeout leader. And he's a Hall of Famer, first ballot, no doubt about it, when he decides to hang him up. He's gone through back problems and an arm injury that, you know, I think maybe scared him last October where he could not pitch and, you know, didn't know the status of what his future holds. It was a free agent, didn't pick up a baseball until January. I think all these things blended together. You were seeing a different Clayton Kershaw, and he's bringing that energy on off nights where he's not pitching. We're also certainly seeing Clayton out there before games a little looser as well when he gets ready to pitch in a game. He also had this comment last night about the baseball, and it's been talked about here with David Vassay and on this station. It's been written about a lot on The Athletic, the LA Times, the New York Times. A lot of places have written about the baseball this year and talked about the baseball and how everyone is different, and Rawlings is making different baseballs, and you're not seeing the ball fly. You saw it in the last couple of games at Dodger Stadium, certainly at night. Cody Bellinger hit a ball 102 miles off the bat, 21-degree launch angle. Should have been a home run off the batter's eye in center field. Instead, the ball just died at the wall. Oral Hershiser says it perfectly. It's like the ball gets to it, a parachute opens up, and the ball just dies and just falls down slowly. That's, that's basically what we're seeing. No more home runs. Slug is down. Teams are having to manufacture more runs. And look what the Dodgers are doing. Producing runs, triple down the right field line, single to left field, double down the left field line. They're winning games without the home run ball, and that's a good thing. But here's Clayton Kershaw, a pitcher, talking about the lack of home runs this year and all the talk around the baseball. Bring back the balls that give up homers. I, I don't mind. I just uh, I, I want guys to stop complaining. So whatever, whatever we got to do, I, I don't care really. From up here, it sounds like they're hit hard, and then it's just like a parachute comes out. Yeah, and you know, our guys have all the research, and I mean, it is a fact. The balls just aren't going as far. Like, the balls that are hit the same speed as last year are just not going as far. So there's definitely a difference, and uh, I don't really know what the reason MLB did that for, but it probably wasn't to bring less offense into the game. So I'm not sure what that the plan is here. Lead off walk for Darren Ruff. Uh, they say that part of the issue is that there's more drag because the seams are higher. Do they feel higher? I don't know. I, I mean, it feels good to me. That's like I guess pitchers are fine with it. So I, right. I don't. I don't really know. But um, yeah, I, I think I think balls are different, is what I could say. I don't think there's a lot of consistency with them, um, and it just depends on city to city and all those different things. But you know, overall. Um, I'm, I'm all for trying to figure out a uniform solution, and if it makes the balls go a little further, I'm okay with that. All right, there's Clayton Kershaw weighing in on the baseball debate, and it's certainly been a big topic here the first six weeks of the season, uh, going back to spring training and the start of the season. And now the first week of May, people are talking about the baseball, and it's not flying as far 
as it has in the last couple of years, and we're seeing a decline in slug. We're seeing a decline in home runs, certainly, in both leagues across baseball. The humidor is being used a lot now, so things are just a little different in baseball this year. And Do you like it? I'll be honest with you. I like the home run. I was getting tired of the way in the direction baseball was trending with the home run or bust, fly ball out or home run or strikeout or nothing. And, and, you know, pitchers racking up nine, 10 strikeouts, you know, but giving up a couple of home runs and it's just not fun. It wasn't fun. I, I love seeing these innings where, you know, a walk, a base hit. You saw the Giants last night bunt a couple of times to get guys and runners in scoring position, manufacturing run. It's not necessarily small ball. It's just baseball. Manufacture runs, you know, two outs, runners on first and third. Freddie Freeman gets a change with a one-two count and punches it down the right field line for a, a basis clearing triple. You know, Will Smith comes up, keeps the, the line moving uh, in, in the fourth inning after Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman get on, R- Trey Turner, RBI single. What does Will Smith do? Doesn't try to hit a three-run home run. Will Smith lines the ball for a single, and the Dodgers take a two-to-one lead. Hey, that works just as well, right? You don't have to hit the ball 413 feet to get a run across every time. Base hits are cool. You know, you, you get the same amount of points in baseball. You get the same amount of uh, runs credited to you for a home run or an RBI single. It, it all goes down as one RBI. Let's go to Manuel. Quickly, Manuel. Good evening. How you doing, Manuel? Good to hear from you. What up, Tim Cates? doing a fine job tonight on off-night Dodger talk. Uh, I just want to call in and hype up the boys in blue. Anytime you get a sweep over the dwarfs from the wharf is a good time. So I want to remind our guy Colin Yee that uh, the Giants are going to be looking up at us yeah. all year. Yeah, so Colin Yee. used to it, Colin Yee. Yeah, I Colin. love you. But I don't love those dwarfs from the wharf. It's all about Dodger blue, baby. That's right. I hope Colin Lee. I hope Colin's listening right now. If you're not, you podcast this, Colin. You, the Dodgers are coming. They're coming to get you and your Giants. And they swept that two game series. And that's just the beginning. The Dodgers and Giants won't meet again until mid June for a three game series. Remember, they face each other 19 times. That'll be five times before the All Star break. That leaves the Dodgers and Giants. With 14 games head-to-head in the second half of the season. Unbelievable. 14 second-half matchups, Dodgers and Giants post-All-Star break. Real quick, people kept talking about the National League West being the worst division in baseball. That it was the Dodgers, Padres, and Giants. And then everybody else at the bottom being the Rockies and Diamondbacks. Don't look now, but on this Cinco de Mayo, the NL West is the only division in baseball with a team that has no losing record. Dodgers first place is 16 and 7, Padres 16 and 9, Rockies 15 and 10, Giants 14 and 10. And don't look now but the Arizona Diamondbacks are 500 at 13 and 13. So so much for the NL worst. Right now it's the NL West carrying the National League with all teams either 500 or above. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back and we'll get you a farm report. Tell you what's happening down in A-ball, double-A, and triple-A. Dodgers' top prospects. What are they doing? What kind of start are they having in the 2022 season? A couple of guys off to a great start. One in particular. 
I'll tell you next when we come back here on Off Night Dodger Talk. Tim Cates, Ronnie Fascio, and you. Thanks for being with us on this Cinco de Mayo. Dodgers off tonight in Chicago tomorrow. You're on your home with the Dodgers, AM570 LA Sports. miss a moment of world champion Dodger talk. Your chance to talk about the world champs is here. 866-987-2570. Hear past episodes of Dodger talk on the iHeartRadio app. Dodger Talk continues on this Thursday night. Happy Cinco de Mayo as the Dodgers travel to Chicago. They'll start a three-game series against the Cubs tomorrow at Wrigley Field, weather permitting. Game is supposed to start at 11.20 our time, 1.20 Central in Chicago. Tyler Anderson on the mound for the Dodgers. Clayton Kershaw scheduled to go on Saturday. Sunday night baseball from Wrigley Field. It'll be the Dodgers and Cubs with Walker Buehler on the mound. Dodgers then head to Pittsburgh for a three-game series Monday, Tuesday, and a getaway game on Wednesday morning from Pittsburgh. Been taking a lot of your phone calls. Appreciate that. But as promised, it's time for the Farm Report. As we go down on the farm to check on the Dodgers' top minor league prospects, I teased it earlier. A certain Dodger prospect is blazing hot the first month of this season. That prospect, Diego Cartaya. 1-0. Swinging a high, towering drive down the line and left. If it's fair, it's gone. It is fair and gone. Wow. Diego Cartaya just blasted a game-tying home run off Blake Snell. Woo! Be curious to know the distance on that one. Cartaya's sixth home run of the season, his second of the series. 2-2 pitch to Cartaya. He deals. And it's swung on and driven. Deep to left center. Wood way back, and this one Bounces off the track and over the wall. Ground rule double for Diego Cartaya. Cartaya with the home run against Blake Snell, who is rehabbing for the Padres. Then a two-run ground rule double in the 10th inning last night against Lake Elsinore. Three hits, four RBI as Diego Cartaya, the Dodgers' top minor league prospect, the 20-year-old catcher in Rancho Cucamonga. 68 at-bats going into tonight. 265 average and 978 OPS, six home runs, 18 ribbies, four doubles. I don't think Diego Cartaya is long for Rancho Cucamonga for much longer. Few more ABs for the 20-year-old out of Venezuela, and he'll be promoted to high A ball, no doubt about that. Bobby Miller, the 23-year-old right-hander at Double A Tulsa, the Dodgers' number two prospect, four starts, 0-1, with a 540 ERA, 15 strikeouts in 11 into third innings. Miguel Vargas, David Vasse has mentioned his name. We talked about him last year. The 22-year-old Cuban third baseman, starting the year in Triple A Oklahoma City. He's the third overall prospect in the Dodgers minor leagues. 275 average, three doubles, two triples, three home runs, 13 ribbies, and an 838 OPS. A solid start for the 22-year-old third baseman. How about Michael Bush? What a start of the season he is having. Left-handed batter. Pitch is swinging a ball, driven to right center field. Back on it is Dearden, and this one is gone! A home run! 
just breaks up the scoreless ball game here in the sixth inning. Tulsa Drillers Radio Network with the call. The former first-round pick in 2019 at the University of North Carolina with the home run. He is crushing it right now. 70 at-bats so far to the season. A 286 average. Eight home runs. You heard one of them right there. He had five last week. 20 ribbies. He's got an OPS over 1,000. This is a guy who's 24 years old, first-round pick a couple of years ago, but played 10 games in 2019 after the draft. Missed all of 2020 because there was no minor league season. Last year, his first full season in minor league baseball, he struggled to start off and then got hot the last month and a half of the season. He has started blistering hot in AA Tulsa for the Drillers. Andy Pagas, the 21-year-old Cuban outfielder in AA Tulsa, the Dodgers' number six overall prospect, 263 average, 804 OPS, seven doubles, and 18 ribbies. Ryan Pepio, you know the name, the third-round pick in 2019 out of Butler, the 24-year-old right-hander. He's in AAA Oklahoma City. Five starts so far, and he is mowing them down. Here's the 2-2. Swing and a miss to the change for strike three. Pepio lets out a yelp. After getting that strikeout, his seventh tonight. Pepio with the strikeout. The Oklahoma City Dodgers radio network with the call. 2-0 record, 166 ERA, 29 strikeouts for Ryan Pepio, who was named the Pacific Coast League Pitcher of the Month for April. He was lights out in the month, allowed only four total runs in those five starts. A 166 ERA, 29 strikeouts, as we mentioned. He only had nine walks in 21 in two-third innings in AAA. How long will he be there? Could he be the next man up as far as the Dodger arm? He's certainly off to a great start in 2022. Andre Jackson, the 26-year-old right-hander in AAA Oklahoma City. He was called up about 10 days ago. Didn't see any action. Back now in AAA. Three starts, no wins, no losses. A sub-1 ERA, seven strikeouts, and nine walks. Maddox Bruns, a name you should get to know. The first-round pick of the Dodgers last year at a high school, a left-hander, still only 19 years old. He's starting the season in Rancho Cucamonga. So right down the street here at the 10 freeway in Rancho Cucamonga playing for the Quakes. Five starts, a 579 ERA, only nine in the third innings. He's got 20 strikeouts already. They like him a lot. They're playing it slow with him. The left-hander, Maddox Bruns, in Rancho Cucamonga. Two other guys of note. Not top 10 prospects for the Dodgers, but certainly guys to keep an eye on who are off to really good starts here in 2022 in the minor leagues. In AA Tulsa, Jacob Amaya, the 23-year-old shortstop out of South Hills High School right here in West Covina. 305 average, six home runs, 11 ribbies, and an OPS over 1,000. He's off to a blistering start, as is Ryan Ward in AA Tulsa. 24-year-old left fielder, eighth-round pick back in 2019 out of Bryant. He's hitting 269, eight home runs to lead the Drillers, 19 ribbies, and an OPS of 953. So two guys not in the top ten as far as prospects are concerned, according to Baseball America for the Dodgers, but Jacob Amaya, Ryan Ward, two guys off to great starts for the Dodgers this minor league season. So there you go. The farm report for this Thursday night, Cinco de Mayo as the Dodgers head to Chicago. That's going to do it for this edition of Dodger Talk. Many thanks to Ronnie Fascio. Many thanks to you Dodger fans for being a part of the show. Remember, you can always podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. 
weather permitting. Dodgers back at it tomorrow, 11.20 a.m. First pitch from Wrigley Field. Tyler Anderson on the mound. We'll get it all started with Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck at 10 a.m. Again, keep it on our social media accounts, AM570 LA Sports, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for any updates between now and first pitch. Until then, have a great, safe rest of your Cinco de Mayo. So long, everybody. Dodger coverage morning till night.